Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. It's pretty macabre. Oof. And welcome to the Activity Continues podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Megan. Thanks for joining us again, everyone. This week, Amy is recapping the Dead Files episode called The Seether. It is from season 14 and it's episode three. And originally it aired on November 6th of 2021. So Amy, how did you choose this episode? Well, uh, as you know, before we started the podcast and I was watching episodes, I was taking notes on them and trying to decide yep. if it was one I wanted to use or not. So I was going through my old notes and I found this one and I had actually written on the notes, this would be a good one to cover because Amy does something that is sort of out of the ordinary. I wonder if she one. gives him a hug. I haven't seen the episode, so I have no idea. I have no idea. Spoiler alert, she does not give anybody a hug. This oh. is, this is you know, season 14. So this is yeah. where she's oh, in the other true. room. COVID. Not touching anybody. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, she did not hug anybody. Okay. <laughs> no, I will give you that much. Okay. Um, Actually, so. you'll take it away from me, but that's fine. <laughs> Shattering my hopes and dreams, but you yeah. know, it's fine. That's what adulthood is. Yep. Get used to it. This, yeah. One thing we need to do a little corrections corner or whatever you want uh, to call it. Oh. We said that the last episode, the one, um, the one with Lance and uh-huh. the family, in uh, Missouri, uh, we said Mississippi. Oh shit! And sorry, everybody. Yeah, we uh, we it was Jim, who, the one who recommended the episode. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. replied to me on Twitter, and he's like, "Great episode." P.S. We're in Missouri, like, not Mississippi. Yes, you <laughs> fucked it up. No, he was really nice. No, I'm sure nice. Jim was super nice. <laughs> I'm just saying that's me telling us we well, fucked it up. Yeah. Well, I think I'm guessing what happened is you had M-I-S-S in your notes and your brain went <gasps> Mississippi yep. instead of Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. gosh. No, just dis- no disrespect to Missouri. To either one. Yeah. No. Or Mississippi. Nobody. Yeah. So and on that note, Jim from Twitter does know the family. As I <gasps> mentioned last time, we were oh unsure. God! So uh, he sent me a link to Lance's blog. He has a whole blog about his experiences with mm-hmm. the ghosts and and with the dead files. And I only started reading it. I yep, haven't gotten I too far. It went and on for so many years. Yeah. Like it really did. Bless them. Yeah. Oh my God. And so I reached out to him via Twitter and uh, and then we exchanged a couple of emails and we are going to pick a date for him to come on the show. I know and talk I, to us. About 
shit my pants. Or maybe I should say shat as the past tense. (laughs) I about shat my pants. About shat. I know. Now I'm so proper. Oh, yeah. You should say it with a British accent. No, because then all of our Britain listeners would stop listening because they would be so offended. <laughs> and they are second my, highest, too. I so, know. And yeah. they would be so offended by my just butchering of their amazing <laughs> accent. So we're not we're not doing that. We're not going to do that. No. We want to keep you. Yeah. Yes. We want to keep you. Exactly. So. So that's cool. We're I not, I'm not sure yet when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen in the next few episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's going to come on and talk all about his experience with the yes. Dead Files and with his ghosts that he had before. And if there's anything after, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't gotten that far in the blog yet, mm-hmm. but we will definitely <laughs> read the blog before we talk to him and come up with some questions. And yes, so we're super excited about that. I know. I'm very, very stoked. Yep. So... The other thing, uh, oh, I just want to do a little teaser here. We are working with the Boo Pod Network on uh, a little project that I think is going to be really fun. So as a group, those of us hosts who are in the Facebook group, not Facebook, sorry, Instagram group, <laughs> we uh, I can't remember whose idea it was to do this, but we've picked a topic. Mm-hmm. That will remain a mystery for right now. And then each podcast that's in this group is going to do a piece of that story. (gasps) So that that our listeners will then, after they listen to ours, they will go listen to Paranormal Exposed or Shit Uh Bricks or Spilling the Crime or Mums, Mysteries, and Murder. You know, any other. I should just read them all. So it's Mums, Mysteries, and Murder, Paranormal Exposed, Shit and Bricks, Spilling the Crime. Uh, Haunted UK, The Nightcap, and The Skylark Bell. Okay. So all of these shows are going to do a piece of this grander story to tie it all together. And then, so we, well, the the idea I think is, first of all, it's fun to do something together like that, but also to share the other shows Mm -hmm. with our listeners and vice versa. Like, like we do already when we exchange promos, but this will be something else that I think will be fun to do. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think I told you what the topic is, right? No? Okay. No, you're We're hiding it from me. We're going to cut. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it to you before. You but, probably did. But um, I, we didn't go into it too much, but it's... Oh, yeah, 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 you did. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. So uh, our promo partner this week, speaking of all that, is Mums, Mysteries, and Murder. And they're in the boo pod with us. And this is another Scottish one. We did a Scottish one last oh. week, too. I do love the Scots. Yeah, I do too. This is uh, Marty and Effie, and they live in Edinburgh. And Effie is Scottish, and Marty is Australian. But they both uh, live in Edinburgh. Okay. And they're moms, of course. Oh, obviously. Yes. Yeah. And their synopsis says they are obsessed with true crime and mysterious happenings. So obsessed, we decided to start a podcast. Each month, we take turns to tell stories from our homelands. Effie, Scottish born and bred, where haggis is not actually an animal. And Marty from the land of Down Under, where no prawns have ever been thrown on a Barbie. It needs to be said. Oh, my God. Is anything real then? No, nothing's real. Nothing's real. Nope. And says, so if you want polished, professional, true crime, then this is not for you. Maybe try case file. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Yeah. That's them or talking, not case. me. Yeah. Or cold case. Yeah. 
I mean, there's a lot of really, yeah. really high end, really professional ones. You we'll know? never even that's be not even us. I don't even want to be. I, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. We're too hilarious. We've got to spread our <laughs> gift. That's right. And so are Marty and Effie. Yes, they are. They yeah. are hilarious. So they finished by saying, if you love true crime and mystery like us and you can't stop talking about it, give us a listen. It's not big or clever, but it is entertaining. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how I describe me. <laughs> Except I say I am big and clever and also entertaining. <laughs> All of the above. All of the above. Yeah. They're super charming and they have great accents. And so that's a fun one. Yeah. I listened to their John Bonet one. Mm-hmm. They did one John Bonet Ramsey. I listened to that this morning, uh, yesterday <sighs> morning, maybe. That case but, is so fucked. Just, oh, my God. It's so fucked. There's no no way to know. It will. Well, Kenda himself said it will never be solved. I know. It won't. It will never be solved. Yep. The person who did it could come forward and say, I did it. And they could they wouldn't have enough evidence to, to right. charge them. Yep. Because they could recant their confession. And right. then what evidence do you have? Yep. Yep. Because so, they stomped they all over the it. crime scene. Yeah. The dad moved her body. Yep. Everybody and their brother, the fucking neighbors were coming in. For 10 hours. Yeah. They didn't even interview them until four months later. And they interviewed them together. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. It's gone. It's It's, done. Yeah. We'll never know. Nope. I mean, we know. I mean. we'll never know. (laughs) We know. We know. But, and all of you listening, I hope you're shouting the same thing we're thinking. You know. (laughs) You anyway. all know. All, everybody knows, but we can't say. We can't say. But we know. But we know. The I, things that you, the fears that unlock when you're mm-hmm. a mom are just like. Yeah. Like yeah. the other day I was driving down the road. Don't ask me where this came from. I saw a baby on board sign. And like you buy those so that um, law enforcement and rescue people know that if like they find your car, there's a kid that they need to get out to. Okay. And so I saw one and I literally just started spiraling like, oh my God, what if we get into a car accident and we get into, we go into water and I can't get out and I have to leave him and he drowns and I just started spiraling. So I even have one of those things that you break the window with like a hammer and there's a blade in the bottom. So you cut um, seatbelts. Your seatbelt. Yep. So this is my life. Thank you. Anxiety. It is so fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i uh i grew up with a mom like that every time we would go over a bridge uh especially if it was over water mm-hmm. you had to roll down the windows take off your seatbelt, and uh be ready to go plunging into the water yeah. just just expect that it's going to happen <laughs> and I- i'm surprised i'm as well adjusted as i am <laughs> not that i am terribly well adjusted but i don't have the same anxiety that you would think i would have being raised with that to be fair, you just gave me a great idea. So now we're going to start doing that. As soon as <laughs> out of his car seat, that's what we're going to do. Oh I don't God. I don't care if it's the middle of fucking winter. Roll those windows <laughs> down. You take your seatbelt off. Bring a swimsuit. Well, the, the, just wear your swimsuit if just you're driving anywhere. Literally that's anytime at just 24-7. Have me like a superhero. <laughs> but instead of a costume, you have a swimsuit. Yep. I like it. Can't go wrong. He'll be fine. Totally well adjusted. The windows thing is because when it gets a car gets submerged, the windows won't roll down. Yep. So you, yep. you don't have to roll it all the way, just a little bit. No, we'll roll it all the way. <laughs> but then the water comes in too fast. 
but then it's okay as we're in the water we'll just swim out I we guess. don't have to we don't have to fuss with seatbelts that's yeah that's true. safety Who you can get safety? out easier if it's rolled all the way down Exactly. You yeah, don't have to right. take, and what if the window jams? What if, because now we have those electric windows, oh. the motor could jam yep, yep, and we're yep. trapped. Yep. Do you see how I plan ahead? I do. I like it. I like it. So I had to call my friend Jenna and I was like, I need you to call me down because I'm spiraling over the dumbest shit. Even I knew it was dumb. I'm like, are you fucking, we were literally in the middle of the city. There wasn't a bridge in sight. So that's what's new for me. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Last thing. And then we can get to your story, but for work this week, we did a, a boat cruise. Um, we went to Stillwater oh. paddle boats. And so I was talking to my, one of my best friends at work and we were talking and I don't know how we got on this topic, but he was talking about his anxiety medication. I was like, Oh, what are you on? And he was like, oh, I'm, I'm Lexapro. And I'm like, ah, I'm Celexa. Different, different. Yeah. So I texted my friend. I was like, this is the most millennial conversation. Like, <laughs> Comparing our anxiety medication. Oh, I don't know if that's millennial. I think a lot of people are on anxiety meds. <laughs> they should be. Everybody should be. Your millennials were raised by my generation. So True. watch out, you know. <laughs> we were the we were the the me generation, you know, the the uh Oh yes. We didn't, you know, it was all about it was all about uh music and cocaine. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, you know, uh, uh, for people our age, yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I mean, your in generation. the eighties, in yeah. the eighties, everybody I knew was obsessed yeah. with, yeah, cocaine. I never did cocaine, but you know what? No judging. This is a judge-free zone. Yeah, I never did it, so I don't really yeah. know. I don't need I don't either. I don't need to be amped. No, you don't more than I. Weed would be a really no. good drug for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. Anyway, so cocaine and 80s and music. Yeah, so it was like, um, you know, because we were raised by the first generation who went to work mm-hmm. and we were, so we were the latchkey kids. Mm-hmm. So we were on our own. Right. So we didn't, we weren't parented. Right. So we didn't learn how to parent. Mm-hmm. And so then we have kids that are your age mm-hmm. and we didn't, we don't know how to parent them. Right. I'm not saying your mom doesn't know how to parent. I'm sure she does, but- it it's just that kind of generational thing where right. the people that were college age, high school, college, you know, early adults in the eighties didn't give a shit about anybody else. No. For the most part. No, they didn't. So that is uh that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. And I'm sure those people, my age, are um are also on a lot of anxiety meds. Everybody should be on some sort of medication. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. Whatever your cup of tea, pick one. So, what else, What's new with you? Um, not that much. Last night we uh, did a fire. <gasps> oh, oh, fun! A little fire pit, and we listened to that DJ. That yep. DJ's on Twitch on Saturday nights, and so we brought my laptop out there so we could see the videos, mm-hmm. and then and then we had the music coming over the loudspeakers and I texted all my neighbors and I was uh-huh. like, if we're too loud, let me know. And if uh-huh. not, if we're not too loud, come on over and join us. Yeah. They were all out of town. Rude. So they're like, be as loud as you want. We don't care. You're like, fuck yeah. We're in Switzerland or whatever. <laughs> One of them was in <gasps> Sweden, I think. What? Yeah. What the? Yeah. And they didn't take you? I know, right? Hashtag so. selfish. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just throwing that out there. Yep. 
So that's what we did. Oh, and and because, uh, you know, I think I told you after the uh, I was in that commercial and they gave me the free mosquito treatment for the summer. Yep. yep. And I was like, you know, we had this mosquito treatment and we don't spend any time outside. So, gosh, darn it. We're going to go spend some time outside. Hot diggity dog. Let's get our asses I, out there. Yep. I got eaten alive. <gasps> no. I have probably 30 mosquito bites on my ankles. My ankles are so swelled up right now because <gasps> I'm highly allergic. Right. And one of my one of the mosquito bites is uh, a little bit bigger than a quarter size. No. So I'm not feeling great today because when I get those, I get really I get like right. nauseous. Right. Yeah. Mm, so that's fun. Shoot. Yeah. My niece is allergic too, and she gets a mosquito bite. It swells. Mm-hmm. Huge. Gets yep. huge. Yep. That's what I have. So my ankles are huge right now. Oh, I have no. one bite on each one of my knees. Of course. And then my ankles are completely covered. Covered. Oh, yep. God. It was fun last night. Today's not so great. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll live. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I'm not that allergic. I'm not. No one's dying. <laughs> um, in the Hallmark movie I was watching last night, um, somebody was allergic to shellfish. Mm. And he ate oysters. And then he, um, normally when you think of shellfish allergies, you think of like blowing up. Uh-huh. He got really nauseous. So I don't mm. know if I believe that he was actually allergic to shellfish. No, probably not. Yeah. Cause I think maybe there are different kinds of reactions. Listeners let us know if we're wrong. Yeah. But I, I, I'm literally going off of movies when I everybody I know who's allergic to shellfish, it's us. Everything swells yep. up. Yep. It's an anaphylactic thing. Yep. So I we'll have see. a, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it wasn't I, a believable movie. Let's just say that. Well, it's a, it's a Hallmark movie. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> did I step? Did I overstep? You, they're all believable. <laughs> okay. 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 Every Hallmark movie could literally be a nonfiction. It could be a documentary. Oh, okay. So check yourself before okay. you wreck yourself. <laughs> okay. Okay. I take it back. Thank you. Oh, I was like, is that, is our friendship over now? I take it back. I apologize. <laughs> um, there was Sorry, something. I derailed uh, you. Oh, no, I was going to say I had a friend in college who was allergic to shellfish mm-hmm. and she worked at um, a restaurant. No, she worked at a regular, like a bomb and pop <laughs> restaurant in town. Yeah. yeah. And she had to not work on the days that they did their like fish fries, the mm-hmm. Fridays or whatever. Wow. And she told us about a time that she went out to dinner with her grandfather. Grand- grandfather? Her grandfather? <laughs> grandfather. <laughs> you combined grandpa and grandfather. I sure and did. now That's... have grandfather. Grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so she went out to dinner with her mom's parents. Her dad's parents. Her I grandparents. Guess I don't know her. her grandparents, yes. And uh, her dad, had, her grandfather had fish, some mm-hmm. kind of fish, mm-hmm. shellfish, obviously. Mm-hmm. And didn't that didn't bother her. But then he kissed her on the cheek and her cheek swelled up. Wow. Like it's that. Sensitive. Sensitive, yeah. Wow. Scary. That is scary. Yeah. All right. I suppose unless there's something else you got. Nothing that I got. Okie doke. Let's do it. Unleash the power of stories anywhere, anytime with Audible. Immerse yourself in gripping stories, insightful knowledge, and captivating characters anytime, anywhere. Audible is your library on the go. 
With hundreds of thousands of titles across every genre, there's a world of reading waiting for your ears. Listen while you cook, clean, or commute. Free your eyes to conquer your day, all while feeding your mind. Start your 30-day free trial today and discover the joy of listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash TAC. That stands for The Activity Continues. With your free 30-day trial, you get one credit, two credits if you're a Prime member, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. You get the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. Listen all you want. No credits needed. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash TAC. Skip the shopping struggle. Get curated outfits picked by stylists who know your taste. Hey everyone, AP here and really wanted to talk to you about Wantable, which I love because I hate going to the store to try clothes on. I don't like being in the dressing rooms, the lighting's always bad, the mirrors aren't great. I'd rather try things on in the comfort of my own home. So I use Wantable to treat myself. Go in and select a style edit, have them send that to me, get surprised by the different items that might be in there. Some are outside my comfort zone, but it's funny how when I try those on, they end up being some of my most favorite items. I have a handful of items in my wardrobe right now that I have worn several times in the last couple months, and they're going to get continued use. Highly recommend you check out Wannable. Get $25 off your first order by going to theactivitycontinues.com slash Wantable. Free shipping and returns. Wantable edits your style. Hi, I'm Marty. And I'm Effie. And we are the Mums, Mysteries and Murder podcast. Each month we take turns bringing you mysteries and true crime stories from our respective homelands, Australia and Scotland. But be warned, there's no shrimps on the barbie or we jimmies. <laughs> Excellent accent, Marty. No one has shrimps on the barbie in Australia. It's prawns and oh. they don't even have prawns on the barbie. Oh, anyway. Disappointed. You can find us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and join us over on Mums, Mysteries and Murder on Instagram. It's not legal forever, but it is entertaining. All right, so uh, content warning on this is in history, there is Mm -hmm. a talk of several, actually, murder-suicides. Um rape and ah. yeah and and another murder and another heart, murder another murder and a heart attack death oof another heart attack death yep they're everywhere they really With are the ghosties yep yep all right let's do this all right so again this is called the seether mm-hmm. not really sure why but it originally aired on november 6 2021 and Not even already, a year ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, so I, already told you, you. I already told you why I chose it. So we are in Graham, Washington. Okay. The state? State, state. State. Okay. State of Washington. Not the same as D.C. 
Right. Very different. Other side of the country. Opposite side. Opposite side. Our client is Brandy, mm-hmm. and she has called them in because she thinks that her fiancé, Mark, is possessed. <gasps> oh, my God. We're coming in hot. Yep. Yep. This is – this one was – I know I always say they are doozy, but I, I'll – well, I'll tell them okay. her later. Okay. okay. So right away when Amy gets there, she says she feels like she's being blocked by a living female who mm-hmm. is telepathic and who doesn't really want her there. Ooh. Does she know that she's telepathic or does Amy not say? Uh, does Amy know if she's telepathic? You mean? No. Does the no. living female know she's telepathic? I don't. I don't know. Oh, okay. Anyways, I don't. I think that Amy thinks that it's not on purpose. So probably okay. not. Not. Okay. But she did say the woman does not want her there. Okay. Hmm. Which is odd yeah. because the only woman in the house is Brandy, and she's the one that she's called them in. She's literally the one that was like, "Can you so, come in? I yeah. want you here." So maybe she was just maybe Brandy was just apprehensive about yeah. what might what Amy might dig up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm only mm-hmm. guessing. Spitballing. Spitballing. So Steve, uh, I noted that he's not driving his regular old caddy this time. It's almost Budget like a muscle cuts. car. Budget cuts. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Listen, COVID hit everyone hard. <laughs> it really did. Oh my god! And cars hard to come by now. Of yeah, course, they this are. was a year ago, but yeah, yeah. So Steve's like, I want a caddy. They're like. Best we can do is a Ford. Yeah, we're gonna get a <laughs> we're gonna get a Mustang. No, I don't know. It's like a it was like a sport sporty car. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a sedan like he usually drives. I know. I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you do if you know that, but I do. I'm a jokester. Oh, a a, a that's teaser. right. I remember now. Yeah. So Brandy says she feels like someone or something is attacking her family. It's hitting her. Um, Fiance Mark, the worst. Mm -hmm. She also has a son, Trevor, who's 29, who lives with them. Mm -hmm. And she said there's, they've experienced mood changes, shadow figures, and now violence. She says that Mark gets these mood changes the worst, and she uses the P word. Mm -hmm. And she says he goes dark, like his eyes change. That's terrifying. That is terrifying. Terrifying. Super terrifying. I hate it. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So if Mark could stop doing that. <laughs> could, Mark, could you maybe? Like, could you not, actually? <laughs> well, it, he, if he's not in control. I know. You know not yeah. his fault. I know. Not blaming you, Mark. No. So Trevor uh, isolates himself and mm-hmm. she gets sad. So they're all being affected in these mm-hmm. ways. And she believes that whatever it is is trying to make them hurt each other. Mm-hmm. So then we're at Amy. She's uh, walking I think she's just walking up to the house at this point. And she says she feels a lot of pain in her stomach and says there's a lot of anger and rage here. And those who are sensitive will get a rock of hatred that almost makes you want to vomit. Oof. It's a pretty intense anger and it could make living people act out on it. Uh oh. Yeah. So now they're in, Steve and Brandy are in the main bedroom where most of the activity happens. Okay. She said there's an entity in there that sits on her legs. Brandy while, says this? Yeah. It sits oh. on her legs while she's asleep or while she's wide awake. She Not while she's awake? feels it sitting on her legs. Yeah. Ballsy. Yeah. Um, she also gets shoved a lot while she's sleeping, mm, like I don't hard, like it. Like, mm-hmm. like it wakes her up. Mm-hmm. And Steve asked her to demonstrate how hard and she's it, it's enough to wake you up. Like she yeah. it was 
you know, Steve yeah. went. So then we go to Amy, who says she sees a little old lady who's in her 70s, and she's asking, why are you in my house? And she seems a little confused. And Amy mm-hmm. says kind of out of the side of her mouth. She's a little confused. What do you mean? She doesn't know she's, you know, dead. Oh, no. So, like, she was didn't want to even say it to Matt because then the lady would hear her and uh-huh. be like, what? I'm not dead. So... It, yeah, it sounded like she didn't want the spirit to hear her sick. Maybe she died really quickly and, like, didn't understand that she was dead. Possibly, yeah. Like, it happened so fast. Yeah. I, I've heard of that happening yeah. before. Amy's yeah. talked about it in a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, really Amy says sad. she's extremely stressed about this. Amy is or the old lady is? The old lady is. Okay. And I guess I would be, too, if yeah. my house was... Was being invaded? Yeah. And... Amy says she's trying to wake the living people. So that's what Brandy's. Yep, that's yep. what Brandy's feeling. I wonder why she's trying to wake them. Oh, you'll find out. Okay, great. So, uh, Brandy has woken up to a huge shadow figure standing in her room, Goodbye. eight to ten feet tall. I'm it's, gone. <laughs> it's shaped like a head, and then, like it's got like it's like it has a head and shoulders. She was uh-huh. describing it. Okay, I thought you meant like just a floating. No, head. it's just a giant floating head. No, <laughs> that would actually be kind of. Funny. That would be horrible. I would. Okay, you say funny. I say yeah. horrible. Yeah. Potato, funny, potato. Horrible. Funny, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Mark, her fiance, uh-huh. had asked her to draw a sketch of what she sees. So. She has a sketch. So she thinks it's evil and it has been there a long time. And Mm -hmm. she's pretty sure it's what is influencing her fiance. Mm -hmm. So now she talks about how she wakes up with scratches and bruises. Donut bruises? And she's got photos of those too that she shows to Steve. Yeah, she didn't say they were donut sized (laughs) or not. I still have not had a donut. God damn it. Oh, you know what I did? Somebody brought them into work and (gasps) I had... One oh. and then somebody cut like you know how in Minnesota you cut it in half because we always cut it in half and then we, we come can't. back for the second half later. Yep, or we cut it in half. <laughs> oh, and I'll then just have a little bit. We we cut it in half again and then we just keep going because we don't want to take the last piece. Well, yeah. Oh, the, fuck that! I ate the whole thing. Totally Minnesota to not. Oh take yeah, the last piece. There could be like crumbs, and we'll be like, yeah. oh, we'll just save that for yeah. someone else. Yeah, I did not feel that way. I ate the whole thing. The whole thing. Go for it. Well, yeah. I. I think it's so funny at work, people, whenever there's work donuts, people always cut cut it in half or cut it in quarters. Yep. Oh, I'm not going to eat a whole one. But then they come back and eat yep. like five more quarters. Yep. And you must like just take just, the donut. Yeah. I took we all the see what you're doing. We all see you, Sherry. Because <laughs> we're doing it too. We know. We're not judging you because we're doing the same exactly. goddamn thing. To just take, take the donut. The donut. That's right. Anyways, back Anyhow. to bruises and scratches. Bruises and scratches, donut shape or no. So she shows pictures. She has some pictures to show to Steve of the scratches. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he asks her if it could be the cats. Is it the cats? No, Steve, it's not the cats. Steve, if it was the cats, we wouldn't have called you in. Yeah. We would have been like, oh, gosh, oh, darn the it, cat fluffy over me. there. <laughs> yep. So then she talks about nightmares. And she mm-hmm. said in one of them. Her fiance was standing in the corner of the room with a gunshot wound to the head. And she feels like it's a warning. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. So, or could it be the embodiment of whatever spirit she thinks is possessing him? 
Yeah. Like that's how the spirit died. Could, uh, could be. I don't know. I'm just, uh, like I said, I haven't seen the episode. Right. I'm just guessing. Right. Right. I'll let you guess. Thank you. So <laughs> I won't tell you if you're right or not. So Amy I'm sees this right. old lady running around and pushing and shaking the living and she's trying to get their attention and wake them up. Okay. There's a sense of urgency and panic, and she's getting that people have a lot of really vivid nightmares. She'd be right about that. Maybe there's a fire. She said it's possibly related to this elderly woman and what she went through. And then she says, terrible, terrible. Oh, God. Oh, geez. This, this poor old lady. It, her story is very sad. Great. So now we meet Mark, Brandy's fiance, and they yep. are, where do you think they are? Garage. You're in the garage. For 50 points, For 50 I am points. right. Who else got it? Who else? Raise your Who hand. Who else? Everybody? Everybody in the group. <laughs> uh, he agrees that the paranormal is attacking everyone in the house. And Steve mentions how Brandy thinks that it's affecting him. And he agrees. Yep. And he said it wanted to harm. It wanted him to harm or even kill someone. <gasps> That's what he thinks oh, it's doing to him. No. Well, at least he's aware of it. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe bad that he's aware of it. Because he might have that like worry on his mind constantly. Like, yeah. is it going to make me hurt? Oh, I think the woman he, I love. I think he, yeah, yeah, or her son. That one, oh my the God. latter, yeah. The because it, this, well, no, I mean that that he does feel that way about both yeah. of them. Yeah, but he uh, he also mentions that he wakes up with scra- strange scratches on his body, and he has photos too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, these two really are prepared. They're like, yeah, they, they got the photos and a sketch. We got the already. photos. We got the sketch. We're in the garage. Yep. They're, they've got it. So he says that Brandy tells him that he sleepwalks, but he has no recollection of this. Oh, my God. Okay. So my husband sleepwalks like when he's been drinking a lot. It, it You guys, it is the most terrifying thing. Oh, my God. It is. Ter- at one point when we first started dating um, and he lived in his apartment, That you guys, I woke up in the middle of the night. It was Blair Witch. He was standing <gasps> facing the corner. Oh, my God. Standing there no. looking at the corner. And I'm like, what are you doing? And then he came, he walked around the bed, crawled on the bed, crawled literally on top of me. Like I wasn't even there. Oh my God. And then like laid down. Like I've had full on conversations with him when like his eyes are open. (gasps) It's like full on conversations with him. And then I, it's freaky as fuck. It is. I hate it. It's terrifying. That is terrifying. It's what I imagine somebody who was possessed would be like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I seriously, I woke up. He was staring right in the corner. Like, fucking Blair Witch yeah, Project. Yeah, that is not okay. It was terrifying. He hasn't done it in quite a while because he doesn't, doesn't really drink, that, drink much. that much. Yeah. But, oh my God. That's probably so a good scary. sign to maybe cut down on the alcohol when it's making your body do weird shit like that. It was so scary. Okay. Anyway, um, so he sleepwalks. Yeah, he sleepwalks. And... Uh, Oh, so no, it's okay. And then, so Steve asks a version of Yabuzin Mm -hmm. by asking if he's on any medications Mm -hmm. and he says he's not on anything. He's high on life, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need no drugs. So what he wants is answers on how to fight this thing. Yeah. And I always want to fight it. Yep. Yep. And as he's talking to Steve, he gets very verklempt. And of course, then so do I. He's, and they zoom in on him and he's very near tears. Oh, bless him. Mark. Yeah. And oh. he apologizes. Don't apologize for your feelings. Male, I know. women, man, women, or anything in between. Yeah. That's, and Steve's cool. You know, Steve. Steve's the best. Handles it. 
He says, it's totally reasonable for you to be upset about it. And he said, if Amy tells you that you have to go, will you go? And he said, uh, he like, he didn't, you could tell you want to, but he said, uh, if it's what's best for the family, I'll figure it out. Yeah. They always say that. Yeah. And sometimes they do. And sometimes Sometimes they they do. And sometimes they don't. So now Amy is in the garage and she Mm -hmm. says, big guy, big guy, just seeing like a big guy drinking alcohol and feeling very angry. And she thinks he's alive. It's not a ghost. It's a living person. She is said, Mark big? Uh, Mark is not super big. I don't Tra- mean like big, fat. No, like neither tall. of them are fat. Um, they're, I would say, well, it's hard to tell. I'm comparing everybody to Steve, right? Right. So Mark, I would say maybe a little bit taller than Steve, maybe okay. about the same height as Steve, if I'm remembering. Okay. Yeah. The garage. Um, but then when he talks to Trevor, Trevor is enormous. Okay. He's like a foot taller than Steve. He's a big okay. guy. Yeah. So I kind of think this is Trevor. Uh, they never okay. say. Right. They never say who it is, but I think it's Trevor. So she said the living here would feel an insane amount of anger and then nausea. Mm-hmm. Something is making the living very angry. She sees something coming out of the ground. I hate that. Yeah. And she hears somebody saying death and suicide. And then she sees a gun. And then I am seeing a gun. I don't like it in here. Like, this is the worst place. Oh, my God. So the garage is even worse than the house? Is that where, like, Mark hangs out a lot or Trevor hangs out a lot? I think Mark does, yeah. Oh, God. But I think Mark was hanging out in the garage to, to stay away from the house. Oh, God, which is such a bad reaction in the house, which is making it worse. And now it's worse. Oh, so he's trying to do what's best and making it all bless him. Yeah, I know. These, these was another really sweet family. I really liked them. Yeah. So now Steve is talking to Trevor, the son, and I wrote, he's a big dude. He looks like a lumberjack. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, uh, like I said, not fat at all, just right. Really tall. Tall. Yeah. And, and big shoulders, broad shoulders, muscular. Broad shoulders. Yep. Um, so they decide, that the man that Amy saw in the segment before this one, like I said, they think it's Mark, but I, I think it's Trevor. Cause when yeah. I saw him, I'm like, Oh, that's a big dude. So in the words of my grandma, oof, am I, oof, am I, oof, am I, we should put that on a t-shirt too. Oh, we should. Yep. I have a lot of cricket. What's your, what's your grandma's name? Mary Jean. Mary Jean. Okay. Yeah. Oof, am I. And then in the underneath Mary Jean. Yeah. Like, give her a credit. Dash, Mary yeah. Jean. Yeah. yeah. We got to give her credit. For we got to give Mary Jean credit. Yeah. She deserves it. She does. So Trevor says that the first time he set foot in the house, he felt he was being watched and that he shouldn't go in certain areas of the house. Those are the spare bedroom. And they show that it's just a bedroom with like, I think it had like workout equipment and and Uh some like a maybe a drum set or something musical in there. Yeah. So that room and then the back left corner of the yard. Okay. Real big backyard. It's kind of a small town. Okay. And they have a lot of land. So it's the back left corner of the yard. And he said he has seen a giant black figure staring at him from nope. the, the guest room. The Goodbye. Room. Goodbye. Yeah. So it was about eight feet tall. <gasps> and Steve asked if it could have been a shadow coming in from the windows. And he said, no, it was darker than the darkness of night. Okay. First of all, Trevor, very poetic. Yes. Very poetic. Second of all. Fuck no. Peace out. Peace 
out. There's a Megan shaped hole right in the wall. <laughs> yep. So Steve asks Trevor Could if it be Mark the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but um he asked if he if he thinks Trevor if he thinks Mark could be possessed and he says it's he's definitely influenced by something here. Mm-hmm. And he said it's not to the point of violence. He's never been violent with them, but it's that type of rage and okay. it's scary. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I mean, for someone that you trust and, you know, share your home with. Share yeah. your home with and your mm-hmm. mom loves to right to have rage at you. I'm sure it's scary. Yeah. Especially if it's changing who he is. Mhm. Which it sounds mm-hmm. like it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. So then we see Amy and she says, what the fuck? Yeah, Amy. Same. What the f-? Something out there, back left corner. Something in the back left corner. What is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay if I- Amy doesn't know, mm-hmm. we're in trouble. Right. Yeah. If she's getting freaked out. I am past freaked out. I am fainted. <laughs> so she says something here is was left for dead. It was dead and buried, but then it came back. It's in it's a human form, not an animal, but it feels like an animal. Hmm. So she thinks that this is a dead person that is now functioning as an animal, and that's what's causing all the anger here. She said everyone that Everyone feels anger associated with this thing. So this thing is the thing that is okay. causing all the anger. So now Steve is going through town on his not a caddy and yep. he has spoken to a local genealogist. Not a gynecologist. <laughs> and and that this Mary Kircher Roddy. Nailed it. Is her name. And gynecology is your game. Wait. Uh, <laughs> genealogy. <laughs> Oh my god! If somebody's a, a gynecologist, that should be on your business card. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was I noted on her name when you know how it does her name on the splash screen, and it said Mary Kircher Roddy, comma CG, and I was like, "What's that?" So I googled it because I'm stupid. Uh, certified genealogist, not gynecologist. Okay. How but. would you have known that though? Well, I mean, I, if I, you know, used my brain at all, I, I would never have known that. Anyway, anyways, that should be on your on your yeah. uh, business card. CG? So yeah, B- I'm CG. sure it is. CG. I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. So she talks about Arnold Ruther, who was born in 1919 in North Dakota. He left home and went to Seattle in 1943. Met his wife Frances Manzer, and they had a whirlwind romance and married three months later. Oh, who doesn't have whirlwind romances? Right? In 1943, yeah. Which I'm going to interject something right here. 1940s. Please I am do. watching A League of Their Own on okay. Amazon. Have you mm-hmm. watched it? Mm-mm. Only it the movie. It's so good. Is it? Okay, I, I might have to look at it. love it. You need to watch it. I don't even Maybe. like sports, but it <laughs> well, is. Well, that's not really sports, though. That's well, more of a yeah, but it, I mean, feminine it, women breaking the barriers of sports yes. ball in the 40s. Yes. And not only breaking barriers of sports, but really breaking all kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like perceptions of what a woman should be yeah oh some of the if we're getting deep with it right 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 and a lot of these women are gay so this is yeah. a pretty gay show pretty gay show I'm, it's pgs I'm, I'm all i'm all here for that it's great i'm all here for the gays and um gays and days yeah and uh 
Darcy Carden, who plays Janet in uh, The Good Place. Mm-mm. You didn't see The Good Place? No. I, <gasps> everybody I know is telling Andy to watch it. They oh, told me I'd God. love it. Yeah, I know. So I she, need to. She is the reason that I call my Alexa Janet. Okay. Because then, it, then I can say Janet and it won't wake up. Yep. So, because she's an AI. She's a, mm-hmm. but she's a, like, she's a living thing. She's okay. She's not a box. <laughs> she's a person. Anyway. Oh, okay. She's fan- You just say Janet and she bing and she shows up next to you and then you can ask her questions and stuff. But oh, she's okay. a person played by this woman, Darcy Carden, who's amazing. She's so good. Okay. And she's so good in this. Okay. Anyway, great show. I recommend it. Watch it. Watch it. Love it. Live it. Watch it. Also, it. I'm wondering if they had a whirlwind romance, which is really hard to say fast because it romance. was like World War II, like peak World mm-hmm. War II. And maybe mm-hmm. they were thinking he'd be shipped out. We're oh, getting there. We're sorry, I got too excited. I just got too ahead of myself. I'm too smart. No, that's okay. That's exactly what happened. That's something nobody's ever said to me before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not true. Um, so yeah, they got married three months after they met. Steve notes uh that this is right in the middle of World War II. God, Steve, we're like this best friend. Like the same, pretty much. Oh God, we'll get tattoos. So, yeah. So Arnold enlisted in the Navy, and about six months after they were married, he was shipped off. See ya. He was discharged in 1946 and came back okay. to the area. He Good. and his wife lived in the house next door to Brandy's property. Okay. And in 1975, they bought the land next door, so mm-hmm. Brandy's property, because they wanted to raise livestock. Mm. As one so, would. Sure. Said not so me. they lived there for quite a long time. In 1994, he died of a massive heart attack. Oh, Francis frantically called for an ambulance to come, but they didn't make it in time. Oh, God. He was DOA Francis. at the hospital. And I Steve wonder is- if the old woman is Francis. Oh, my God. I'm so smart again. I'm two for two. So Steve is looking at the death certificate, and it shows cardio something failure, and I couldn't read it, and coronary artery disease. Dropsy. Steve says, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steve says his own father died of a massive heart attack. And he said, I'm pretty sure he was dead before he even hit the ground. And the genealogist agreed. She said, yeah, probably. He probably was. Steve. So, yeah. I mean, at least they didn't suffer, but damn. Yeah, it's quick. If, if it's quick, yeah, it's probably pretty damn. fucking painful for that half a second or two seconds or what feels like longer, I'm sure. But Bless him. Yeah. Anyway, so... Frances stayed on the property, and in 1996, she had the house built on that other piece of land, which is Brandy's house. Mm -hmm. And Mary doesn't know if Frances lived there or not, but said it was too much for her to handle either financially or emotionally, and so she sold it in 1997. And then she moved away a few miles away and died in 2008, and she was 84. Does it say and what she died of? No. Steve said, I assume natural causes because she's 84. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean. It's I like know. Larry the Cable Guy when he said his grandma died and his friend goes, how'd she die? He's like, she flipped her vet like she was 90 <laughs> years old. Like, what do you think she died? <laughs> she flipped her vet. Like she was 90. That's how she died. <laughs> She died by being 90. Yeah. Her body was like, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Over it. I had an uncle who wished to be dead long before he died. Mm. He kept saying, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm ready to go. 
I think my grandma was too, because I mean, all of her siblings were passed away. Her husband had died so hard like when 20 the last years ago. All of her friends had passed away. Yeah. My dad that, was the same way. Yeah. My, this was my dad's brother that used to mm-hmm. say that. And so, yeah, they, my dad was similar. He's like, I'm ready. Take me whenever. And they did. And they did. So now Amy is walking around outside. She says she's in, she sees some kind of a cemetery, 15 Uh to 16 headstones, and they're all unmarked graves. And she sees a man dressed in a military outfit and believes that he's associated with the graves. She also sees the little old lady again. And the lady is freaking out about a truck driving up to the house. And Amy goes, she says 1996, (gasps) which is the year she built the house. Yeah. Um, she knows that the house looks really different in her eyes, in the lady's and when eyes. Did, when did um, her husband die? Was that 94? He died in, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yes, 94. 94. Good okay. memory. See? Because I Dory, was wondering. You do have a memory. <laughs> You're like my Marlin. You just helped me. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I was thinking maybe she was thinking that was the ambulance. But if it that's was what I was later. That's what I was thinking. Well, I don't think necessarily that the freaking out about the truck driving up to the house is in 1996. Okay. I think that they're separate things. She okay. just says, oh, uh, 1996. And I wonder if she, she keeps, thinks it's the ambulance. I think it's, I think it's the ambulance. Yep. Yeah. And I think that that's also why she's running around trying to wake everybody up. My husband, he just had a heart attack, you know. Oh, He's trying my to get help. God. That's, I know. Oh, stop it. Stop it. I know. It's so sad. To be caught in that frantic emotional state forever. Yeah. We're now 10 years past her her death. I so for 10 years can... now, she's been doing this? I hope. 13. Because uh, it aired in 2021. Oh, you're right. I was thinking it was 2018. Um, yeah. Oh, so God. I hope they can move her on and give her some peace. Yeah. So um, Amy says she thinks that she did live here, but it was very different. So. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the house had been remodeled yeah. after uh, Brandy moved in or not, but she said her mind is very, ah. Yeah. Yeah. So Understandably. Right. She's been going through hell for the last, 13 years. Yeah. 13 years. So Steve's not Probably longer over. because she, it was, she died 14 well, years after her husband died. Right. 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 Okay. Sorry. I'm done. I'm yeah, done. No, well, okay. I'm not done, but you know, I'm done <laughs> don't be now. done. So Steve's headed over to see his old friend, author Jeff Davis. And this is where we get the ring shot. Davis says that from 2009 to 2019, there were five murder-suicides very near the property. Holy shit. Five. That's a epidemic. Mm-hmm. In 10 years. That's a lot. One every two a, years. That's a lot. Yeah. But he says there's one that stands out. And this was in 2018, March 13, 2018, a military man named Clinton Field killed his whole family, his wife, Samantha, and two kids. I wonder if he served in active combat and had PTSD. Yep, probably. Said he called 911 and told them that he's really sorry, but by the time they get here, he'll be dead too. And he was. He shot himself. In the head? I don't know. I I assume so. I would assume maybe that's Mark. Yeah, I think that's how she, oh or that's why that God. that thing was there. And then also Amy said she saw a guy in a military outfit, just in a military outfit. So you I think guys. that's probably him. That's and heartbreaking. Then, that's I know. really heartbreaking. I know. I know. To think that that's the only out you have. Yeah. And Steve asked him why 
why he thinks this guy killed his family. And uh-huh. he said, the, uh, the author said that he thinks there was an impending divorce and that he also was suffering from depression. So oh my God. not a great combo. No, never a great combo. Nope. I mean, depression is never good with anything. Right. Or alone. Really. Right, right, right. Oh, okay. So Amy and Matt, what? I said, we're bringing it down. Bringing it down. So Amy and Matt are outside now and she hears the woman screaming, a woman screaming, not, not the old lady. Not Francis. Right. And says that the woman is literally dying in the moment. And she hears someone talking about death and mentioning suicide. And the woman is screaming, help me. This was suicide. She like is screaming. The f*** is going on Oh, God, help me. Can you imagine hearing that, being around that? I, I just don't. What Amy goes through on these it's, things I mean, blows my mind. I can't. I can't think about it. So now Steve is digging through the archives, and he learns about a military base that is about a mile away from the house. And it's one of the training fields that they used, and it has been a dumping ground for a lot of murder victims. Okay. Um, if we know, I'm going to steal something from Patrick and Jillian from TCO. If we know there's a dumping ground, maybe fucking do some shit so it stops being a dumping ground. Yeah, that'd be nice. If we know there's a dumping ground. Yeah. Maybe keep an we, eye on that dumping ground. Floodlights. Yeah. Can we get some fucking surveillance or something? Yeah. Well, it's as like, it turns oh, there's out, a dumping ground. Oh, we're just going to drive by it. There's the dumping ground. Yeah, there it is. And yeah. to your right, we have the dumping ground. <laughs> Should we see if there's anybody new? <laughs> Any drop-offs? So, <laughs> so he goes to this journalist whose name mm-hmm. is Steve Dunkelberger. Love it. That's Good the one. best name ever. Good one. He says there is one case in particular that Steve should know about. So they, I just noted that they walk, they show Steve walking into a bar, a restaurant, a bistro actually called Gertie and the Giant Octopus. And it had such cute artwork on the outside and on the windows and stuff. I want to go there. It looks I want to so go cute. there too. It looks so cute. So uh, Steve said it's called Fort Lewis and it's pretty remote. And this is the murder that I was telling you about that I was like, God damn it. Why did I yeah. wait until the day Last before minute. to look this up? Because oh, this is. Because you pulled a Megan. Oh my God. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I watched the episode, but I didn't dig into the murder mm-hmm. until yesterday. Yeah. So uh, this is 17 year old Noreen McNicholas. On November 5th, 1948, she disappeared. A month later, a dog found her body in a marshy area. She was nude. She had been badly beaten and strangled to death. And not mentioned in the show, but I did research and found out she was also raped. The case went cold for a few years until they had a break. And Steve, the journalist, said, and this is when it gets weird. Great. So always words you want to hear when investigating a murder. Right. So three years after, two enlisted servicemen took their dates to this same park. So now he's saying it's a park, not a training field. I'm confused. Yeah. But I looked it all up and all the newspapers said it was a park. So one of the girls was Ella Cooper. She was 18. She started, he says, ranting and collapsing and yelled, Noreen, look out. The girl, the name of the murdered woman. Right. And her erratic behavior alerted a police officer 
And I wrote in my notes, what was a cop doing there? I thought this was a remote area. In a park. It wasn't. It was a park. Yeah. I, this guy didn't tell the story very well. No. <laughs> I don't think. Um, and then also in my little research in the newspaper, she didn't yell, Noreen, look out. She yelled, don't go into this park. Okay. At least that's what the newspaper said. Okay. So when she calmed down, she admitted that she was at the scene of Noreen's murder. She confessed that she and Noreen had gone to the park with two men. One of them was Bill Smith Jr. The other one was Bob. She didn't know his last name. Ellis said that Bill Smith got jealous about Noreen liking Bob instead of him and ended up killing her. Right. Because, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yep. Fragile male egos. Yep. Can't handle it. No. This is why women don't say no to men. Right. Because we get murdered. Mm Mm-hmm. So Steve asked why it took Ella three years to talk about what happened. And at the time, Ella said that Bill had threatened to kill her if she ever told anyone. And then I I said, well, what about Bob? I mean, yeah. there's another guy that was there. Yeah. We don't care about him. He's a man. He can do yeah. no wrong. He didn't do anything. So right. she trained herself to forget that it ever happened. Plus and it all came back to her when she got to the park. I'm sure it triggered her. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. And can you imagine so, living with that? Yeah. So Steve Dunkelberger said it took two trials, but he was eventually convicted and sent to prison. And I'm like, this whole story sounds like bullshit to me. It sounds like either he's not telling the story correctly or some shenanigans were going on. Yeah. Because you can't try somebody for the same crime twice. Well, you can if it was declared a mistrial. That's true. That's true. Maybe it was because we did have another one of those. It was. uh, Yeah. It's another yeah. one of those. You can't try twice if there's been a verdict, but if it was a mistrial or the case was dismissed. That's probably what it was. And I didn't look into that yeah. so far yet. Oh, my God. I should be a lawyer. Yeah. So, which also reminds me, we're watching She-Hulk, Attorney okay. at Law. Yeah. It's yeah. good. <laughs> it's good. So, uh, uh, so Steve, the cop Steve, asks about Bob and journalist Steve hands him a newspaper clipping with the headline, Too Many Suspects, Hamper Murder Probe. Death of beauty school student remains a mystery. So, yeah, she was a beauty school student. Too many suspects. Okay, I've heard of two. <laughs> yeah. So Well, and I couldn't find that exact article. So yeah. I wanted to read it because I want to know who the other suspects are. Yeah. But um, there's more to this story. And I looked it up. This didn't even, this is not even the tip of the iceberg. Really? There's so much more to this story. And it's really interesting. Really? So I pulled a whole bunch of news articles and I read a lot of them, but I don't want to give away too much here. Mm-hmm. I think maybe maybe sometime next week or whatever we can hop on for a little bit yeah. and I can tell you about that. Yeah. And then we can yeah. do that like for patrons or something. For sure. It's yeah, it's a it's a crazy story. So Amy and Mac are outside still and she sees the dead person who's causing all this anger. It's a female who's in a very decomposed state and she's crawling on her hands and knees, crawling toward Amy. Uh, no, thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. She has long brown hair and is fairly young. Amy hears 150 and Bobby. Oh, I know, my right? God. 150. Yeah, I don't know what the 150 is. Yeah. I never okay. did figure that out. Okay. She says she believes it has something to do with being buried alive. So I think Noreen maybe wasn't dead when they buried her. They probably thought she was. Yep. Yep. So now that she's dead, she's morphing into some kind of an animal and she's full of rage. Yeah. I don't blame her. Yeah, I don't either. She's not happy about being buried here and she is seeking revenge. 
And that is all she feels at this point. She said, Amy said, there's no higher level thinking processes going on. She's just anger motivated, animalistic drive. Yep. I don't blame her. Not either. Okay. So now we're in the sketches and Amy says she's going to, the two things that upset her, that confuse, the two things, what's the word I'm looking for? The word, the two things that concerned yeah, the, so the two things that concerned her the most are the animal-like dead girl crawling out of the grave. Great. And she describes her as naked and dirty <laughs> and the older dead woman who's trying to wake up people. Okay. Plant so, scene. Yep. So now we're at the reveal. It's Brandy and Mark and then Steve. And then Amy's in another room for, you know, reasons. Yep, COVID. Uh-huh. And um, so Steve notes that they are not even in the home right now. They are at the local library. And he says, we'll get to that. Really? So Amy jumps right in about how when she arrived, she felt blocked by a telepath. And she said, and that's you. And she <laughs> looks right at Brandy. And I would say put a pin in that, but they never speak of it again. Brandy doesn't even really respond. She's just kind of yeah. like, oh. Okay. Yeah. That's- like, she's not like, oh, to- yeah, I'm totally a telepath. Yeah. Or, but I did want you here. Nothing like that. Yeah, we I wonder if they caught, talked about it, but they cut it. I'm guessing they cut they it. They had to have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I I think, and we'll find out when we talk to Lance, but I think Jim said that Lance said that there was like hours and hours of reveal. And they yeah. cut it all down to like five minutes. Five minutes, yeah. Which has got to be so hard. Yeah. So I would want to leave everything in. I would you know, too. I leave in too much of this show as it is. I just because I'm like, oh, that was funny. I'll leave that whole story in because that okay. one thing was funny. Well, for the record, we're hilarious, and oh, well. every every second should be yeah. in the show. <laughs> well, in some of the episodes, I'm like, I'm just gonna leave it. Okay, so <laughs> it depends how much time I have. True. So Amy jumps right. Oh, I already said that. Yeah, yep. they never get back to it. So okay. she tells them about how. She encountered the elderly woman in the kitchen and in Trevor's bedroom and in the main bedroom. Mm-hmm. And that she's trying to shake awake uh, Brandy and Mark both look at each other like, yep, that's her. Yeah. Amy talks about how there are consistent nightmares and Brandy tells Amy about how she'll wake up in the night and there's a tall uh, 10 foot shadow figure hovering over Mark. And then she shows the sketch that uh, Brandy did. And Amy said, well, I had a sketch done too. <laughs> Not to be outdone. So um, I see your sketch. I see your sketch and I raise you a sketch. Yeah. So, so they show the sketch and it's a person laying in bed and, um, and the woman is kind of standing over Mark like this. Okay. And, um, is that Francine? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's Francine. Okay. And so she is, uh, trying to wake him up and, um, Brandy and Mark talk about how when Brandy sees him, his arms are up. When Brandy looks over and that thing is standing over him, she, her, his arms are up like in a defensive position. And then in her Steve, dream or in real life? In real life. When she wakes okay. up and she sees that shadow standing over him. Okay. Which, oh my God. Yeah. I'd fucking no, even. No. I'd abandon John. I'd be like, bye. Bye. <laughs> Steve shows the photos of all their scratches. And mm-hmm. Steve asks if they are from the old woman. And Amy says, oh. I think that's something else. Great. And they put a pin in that. And then Steve asks if Amy knows who this woman was in life. And she said, well, she's in her late seventies. She kept talking about the year 1996 and that she used to live here, but the house looks very different through her eyes. And there's a specific incident that she's extremely upset about involving a truck pulling up. 
Mm. And like you said, I ambulance. think, I think yep. that's the ambulance coming too late for her husband. Yep. Oh, which even if they could have been there lickety split, it would have been too late. Like Steve yeah. said, he probably died before he even fell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Steve talks about how in 1996, an elderly woman did live on the property, Francis and Arnold Ruther, who owned the land and lived next door. He's the one who had a massive heart attack and died before the ambulance got there. Francis stayed on the property and built their home in 1996. Amy says that's probably her. Yeah. Uh, she talked about the energy of the living male in the garage, drinking alcohol and being angry. She sees someone talking about death and suicide and a gun and Mark's eyes just go. Oh, yeah. So now is when Steve talks about why we're not in the house, why we're at the library right now. And he said, it's because Mark goes into rages when he's in the house. And they were afraid that Mark wouldn't be able to handle what Amy was going to tell them. Really? And so. I, I don't know how much of that I buy, but whatever. Right, it's, right. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do to make a show. So yep. um, I I would think that if it were to happen, it would be good proof that it's real you know, yeah. and make yeah. good TV, but whatever. Yeah. Um, maybe Mark himself decided that. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't a, a production a thing. A production just, show, yeah. 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 So Brandy says that when he's in the home, she has to stay away from him. Wow. She says that when he's at home, he's agitated, or he says, he says when he's home, he's agitated all the time. And he wasn't when Steve was interviewing him, or at least not in the part we saw. He was actually, you know, near tears. Yeah. But maybe, maybe comes he was, waves. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he's just keeping a lid on it, you know, for yeah. the cameras. Trying. So Steve tells about all the murder suicides that took place near here. But what I found strange is he didn't bring up the military man who killed his family. Yeah. When even Amy said she saw the military man with a gun. Maybe he didn't want to freak him out more. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, if they're already freaking out and here Steve's like, yeah, I actually found this guy who killed his family and then himself. Yeah. That might have yeah. freaked him out. That might have been. And may, and again, maybe he did talk about it. They just cut it. Yeah. They just cut it. That's my guess is how that yeah. went. But yeah. And and so when Steve says there was all these murder suicides in this short amount of time. You got five separate ones in a 10-year period in an area where hardly anybody lives? That's a lot. How far out did you go? But they were all within a couple of miles of the house. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. And she says that's where the anger's coming from. Yep. So Amy talks about... Be, yeah, no, yeah. that's a no-brainer right yeah. there. So Amy talks about when she went out to the back and to the left... She saw that animalistic woman who was buried alive and left for dead. Yeah. And she's driven by anger and rage. She couldn't get exactly when she died, but she guessed it was between 1940 and now. And Noreen died in 1948. Yeah. Amy mentions that she heard the name Bobby and 150. We never do figure out what the yeah. 150 is. Maybe when I dig into the story more, I'll, I'll, get, I'll find out. Steve tells her about the property nearby and that it's a dumping ground and then tells the Noreen story and about how there was a Bob, but they never found him. Yeah. And Amy says she had a sketch done of the woman as she is projecting herself. And okay, okay, okay. I'm yeah. done. We're moving. We're <gasps> oh my God. Why'd you zoom in? <gasps> oh my God, Amy. <laughs> yeah, that's um, <gasps> really creepy. Look at like her back legs are like, like animal. A, like They're a like dog animal or legs. something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And she's all muddy. Oh, and right. Yep. It's like kind of like ring vibes with the hair over yes, the face. Yes. Yes. Well, and I she said that she was dark haired, but, and these pictures of Noreen, it looks like her hair is dark, but everything said that she was blonde. 
Well, plus it's black and white. But it's yeah, I mean, black and white. Your hair is going to be dark. But but yeah. if you know, I can see why her her spirit is dark because she's been in the mud for yeah since nineteen forty eight. Yeah, she is responsible for the attacks on the people, and she's really mad at men. Mm-hmm. Amy's Understandable. Afraid, yeah. Amy's afraid that she is affecting Mark, and she he's really worried that he might hurt someone. And Brandy is crying, and then Mark says, "Something's got to be done. I I can't I can't do that. No, I can't. I knew it. I knew it was me. I felt so bad for yeah. So Amy says she doesn't think it's safe for them to live in that environment. That it will get worse." And her suggestion is to relocate. Really? And Mark says it's heartbreaking that he can't salvage this. So Amy says, it would be really awesome if you could bring in a medium to help the little old lady move on. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why didn't Amy do it? Yeah. But maybe that's not her job description. Yeah. So Steve asks about the other, the woman animal. And Amy says, this is the (laughs) exciting part, I thought. I'm taking her home. I'm going to collect her and help her move on. Wow. And that Brandy and Mark just both go, uh-huh. yeah. Um, and so did I. And Steve just smiled and then says, so are you going to move? <laughs> I'm like, you just glossed right over. Yeah, all glossed of that. right over the most exciting part of this episode, Stephen. So, yeah. And they say, absolutely, absolutely, we're going to move. Amy says they're going to be so happy when they get that, when that lady moves on and when they're They're somewhere else and whatever. And they get super smiley and giggly. And Steve says, I haven't seen you smile this whole time. And then the uh, update is a video update. And they said they both seem very happy. And she said they had a medium help move Francis on and Uh also worked on his chakras. And he's not as angry before. But they are looking at the housing market and looking for a new home. Okay. So they haven't moved yet, but things are better. Good. Yeah. Good. So. Oofta. Yeah. So, wow. like I said, that um, that That's murder was a lot of was, tragedy. Yes. Oh my God, and that poor woman whose husband died, and I'm glad they were able to move her on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, me too. I hope she's at peace. Yeah. Yeah. And that I'm I'm assuming Amy um, took Noreen. Took, you know, took, no, got Noreen. Moved on too. Yeah. I hope so. I assume she yeah. did. All right. Wow. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. So do you want to tell us what you're going to do next week? I sure do. I'm doing season six, episode 12, and it's called The Whispering. Sweet. And um, I just scrolled through season six because I thought to myself, self, we haven't done season six in a while. And so this one stood out to me. So that's what I'm doing. So cool. if you want to follow along with us can watch it ahead of time all right will i watch it ahead of time probably not <laughs> you'll be watching it on saturday evening yes in the dark yep in the basement <laughs> alone oh boy i never learned i'm 37 i think i would have learned <laughs> nope almost 38 oh my god i'm so old oh no you're not we have to have a birthday party oh yes we do we should have all a of us october babies yeah. yeah and amy and amy yep yeah um Okay, so I know we talked about before, and I did not um, prepare. We talked about um, how we should end the show on a on a silly note or something, uh-huh. um, because instead of talking about sad or or dark things, uh-huh. so 
After an unsuccessful harvest, why did the farmer decide to try a career in music? Um, I don't know. Because he had a ton of sick beats. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing way too hard. That. that is really funny. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, funny. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. And we'll see you um, next time. Next time, Megan will be presenting for you. And then perhaps the time after that, we will have a guest. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I'm I know. I'm beyond too. excited. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. Uh, 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 you couldn't get through an episode without singing, right? Obviously. <laughs> that's what, that's what the people come here for. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the record producers to call. Right. Any day now. <laughs> Any day. Whenever you're ready. Yeah. We'll be here. All right. Thanks, everybody. Right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media and is part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the BooPod Network of Super Cool Podcasts. Nailed it. This is just a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The Activity Continues podcast is in no way affiliated with The Dead Files its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it and, yes, make fun of it. But we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone and have nothing to do with The Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, production, or distributors. And we swear. Enjoy.